Shmai a Croesonoli Podledyad Rexy Trials, a Podledyad Amgen Pildroid, or Zelenowith. Kia ora and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Exit Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. It's Sunday, the 1st of March, here in Auckland, New Zealand. Happy St. David's Day to you all. Joining me on the pod to celebrate this awesome day in the Welsh calendar is my good friend, all the way from Canrig in North Wales. It's Mr. David Pritchard. Shall I bite? Hello, Rhys. No so far. Yeah, I, I, I'm good, thank you very much, because it's it's night over here. <laughs> it's not quite the first. We're still on the 29th here in Zimbabwe. Oh, gosh. Um, what's the weather like back home? Today it's been okay. It's very cold, but it's not raining at least. Um, I think we're on to storm Jorge by now. Um, we've had quite a few of them. Lots of rain, um, but yeah. Today's been okay. All right. Uh, I don't want to rub it in, but it's uh, oh, it's just a cool 24 degrees here today. So, Oh, dear me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was round about four, according to the car today. <laughs> so, yeah, it was cold. Oh, good. Um, let's get into it. So, um, I met you, Davs, what, a few years ago now, wasn't it? Yes, it would have been 2017. I think. Yeah, definitely 2017. And I remember the night quite well because um, we. These are the times where we actually, we actually used to go out, me and the boys. So we watched the the All Blacks game against Australia, a late kickoff because I think it was an Aussie at the time, and then uh, we yes. stumbled to the Fox when we were allowed in. <laughs> I, I took off my All Black shirt and put my uh, and my Swansea shirt under it, a black uh, Tammy Abraham shirt. <laughs> And uh, went there to watch the first game of the season, Swansea versus Man United. And then, um, uh, well, at the time, there was only one screen showing the game, wasn't it? There's a tiny screen behind the bar. I'd walked all the way down Queen Street in Auckland, trying to find anywhere showing it. And I made my way down to, down to the Fox just by Googling. Yeah. And as you, as you say, everybody was there watching um, the All Blacks beat Australia. And I I found this one screen behind the bar, and I made I, I remember I seen you in the Swansea shirt, so I made my way and said hello, in my best English. And yeah, you turn. I remember after we we said a few sentences, and and then you just said, "Do you speak Do you speak Welsh?" And then, what was the chances of finding somebody spotting Swansea and speaking Welsh in the middle of Auckland at eleven o'clock in the night? Probably wasn't very high. More chance finding you, cool mate. <laughs> <laughs> but what's what's in, what's interesting is it's been it's been uh, I've 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 watched two first games of the season in Auckland and they've both ended up for four 0 United. 
Lucky charm. Lucky charm. It's just, it, yeah, just a pity the rest of the season, both seasons haven't gone that well. <laughs> I remember that game. We got oh, absolutely tonked. Who was the manager then for United? Oh, Miss, uh, M- Mourinho, 2017. Beginning, yeah, yeah. I hate to play United first game of the season. Yeah, they they, they do tend to win the first games mm. unless, they're, unless they're up against Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> and... Yeah, so I, I, what tends to happen as well, a couple of the new players start as well, so everybody's in a good mood, but quickly goes downhill from there in the last few, few years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, that was a good night, I remember that, after the game, uh, we took you out to Hagen's, our favourite Irish bar. <laughs> yes, yes, I was, tr- I, was trying to, I was trying to show my wife that, um, uh, that pub, the... Well, last summer, well, your winter when we yeah. were there, I think I found it. There was a there was some seating outside and, and some parasols and uh, and all oh, that. Mate, it's, it's definitely a different place in the daytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, that's good. Um, okay, so let's get into it then. Um, so you support Man United, of course. So how did that come about? Yes, yes. Uh, just my dad. Uh, my dad sports Man United. All he always has done. And we didn't really get a choice um, in the matter. Uh, I've got I've got a, a much younger brother. He's like sixteen years younger than me. And I remember him coming home from school uh, and telling my dad he was going to support Everton because a couple of his friends uh, supported Everton, uh, probably because of their dads. And I that day, that actual day, my dad drove to Bangor, the nearest uh, city, and he bought Aled, my brother, uh, a Man United kit just to make sure that he wasn't going to support Everton. So <laughs> there was no choice uh, in the matter. Uh, for um, for the listeners out there, they're, they're probably not aware of uh, the geography of North Wales. Um, just just explain to them, why do a lot of North Walians support teams across the border? Well, I guess it's, it's a lot of uh, history. Um, it depends who your who your who your family your mum or your dad tend to support and uh, a lot of children they, they'll they'll go and support the team that the parents do or their older siblings do um so you've and we're so close to the bigger cities like manchester and liverpool we're not too far from somewhere like leeds so and because they're so that yeah the, those clubs are so big you, people get drawn towards them. I think another thing that's fair to say is we don't have um, a very obvious media. Um, we get all of our news and sports news and everything like that from England, or, or nearly all of it. And uh, it's yeah, the all the newspapers we read and the websites we read, it's all uh, English Premier League, little bits of Championship. So yeah, you tend to go and support the, the the teams you know about and you hear about and read about. So that's how it's always been. Um, also, uh, the leagues over here they're amateur and the standards obviously aren't going to be as high. So uh, if people want to see football of the highest level in in quotations, they tend to go and and watch it in England. What's your first memory of watching them? Ah, oh, it was a game. Live or on TV? Oh, both. Both uh, on TV. Honestly, I th- is there a game that that stands out? I remember watching them against Oldham. Um, that would have been ninety four. I remember them winning the league in ninety three, but I'll I'll ha- I have to be honest. I can't remember them losing the league in ninety two 
to Leeds. So it would have been round the time like the Premier League was getting shown um, on TV. But I remember watching the Olden game, it was a semi-final, where Mark Hughes scored a, like a last-minute, in extra time, equaliser to, to take it to a replay. And I remember my dad lifting me up um, in the living room watching that. So <laughs> like, uh, that's the actual first game I can remember watching. I can't remember who scored for Ipswich. I know they scored early in, in extra time. But yeah, um, Mark Hughes scored a, a very good goal, like lobbed the keeper. Ian Marshall, I think he was. And then, yeah, <laughs> scoring. But going live, I, I, I do remember the first game, it, uh, like the first proper game, because we'd seen them in a few friendlies. It was against Bordeaux in the Champions League. Oh no, do you know what? I, I might be telling a lie. I think it would have been a League Cup, because Eric, I remember Eric Neville and Scott, uh, scoring. So... It's either one of those. It's either Bordeaux or a League Cup with, with Eric Neverland. What's your favourite moment supporting United? Ha, oh, it has to be hands down going to... Uh, it, was the, it was the Champions League in 1999. Definitely. It was a nerve-wracking game. And you hear about people like saying they couldn't watch a lot of the game. I, I actually remember, can vividly remember, not being able to watch like large parts of that game. Um, and Jank, uh, uh, I think he hit the crossbar, and I, 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 I didn't, I didn't see that bit. Um, I think Mehmet Scholl, I think he, he hit the post, and I, I really, genuinely didn't see that either because I just couldn't watch the screen, because <laughs> yeah, get, as as the second half, because they were down one 0 after a few minutes, and as the second half went, you really started to worry because they weren't getting really, uh, yeah, they weren't getting close to scoring, but. All of that gets gets lost because of the uh, of the final three minutes. So that that was yeah the feeling of of winning the the Champions League. That was that was that was lovely. Also, my dad doesn't do many knee slides. Seeing your dad doing a knee slide across across the living room, yeah, that that <laughs> that always makes you smile. I remember that. Um... That European campaign, because that's probably the first time I probably watched football. Um, okay, I'm a lot, yeah. lot longer than you, but I remember watching um, that semi-final against Juventus, right? With Kino yes, getting set yeah. off. That, that's, I, that's one of my first memories, I think. I think Giggs as well. Did he score that game? Uh, not in that one, no. It was... Oh, in the first leg. He, yes. He, he, he scored in the first leg. It was, yeah, it was into injury time. It, they were down 1-0 mm-hmm. and he, yeah, he scored top, top left corner or something, yeah. That's one of my first memories of watching football because where, where I grew up was all pretty much rugby. So, and then I remember the finals as well. I think I maybe I don't think I watched the whole game. I might have just watched the extra time. <laughs> oh, oh, of which one? Of the final? Uh, of the Champions League? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, it was it was a it was a good three minutes to watch anyway. <laughs> so, uh, looking at um, United now, what, how would you summarize the season so far? Um, slowly improving. Let's put it like that. I think if you'd have asked me at the beginning of this year, even I'd have been, I'd have been a lot more disheartened than I am now, because we were, yeah, Man United getting some pretty poor results, especially Burnley. That was the, that was one of the low points of the last six seven years. Um, but since Bruno's arrived, they look better. Um, they, the ball does go forward, and Fred plays okay and 
So, yeah, we're quietly optimistic because I've been looking at the results now and Leicester, they've dropped another three points yesterday. Um, Chelsea, they've dropped another two today. So you never know, we might, they well, they might end up being in third. Who knows? I don't think they will, but they could. Do you think uh, Man City's ban will be upheld? No, I don't. I honestly don't. Um, I, I, at, uh, at a point, I thought they might have been given two years in order to give them a one-year ban, but I think they'll, I think they'll get away with it. I think, yeah. because, yeah, I think they'll they'll find a way of of showing uh, that they they weren't making like a loss. So I think that might count in favour of them. How how do you feel towards the owners? Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, there, I, I don't think the sporting success of Man United is the priority. I think when you're comparing him with the group that owns Liverpool, you get the you get the you get the you get the idea anyway that the group that own Liverpool they want success on the pitch first and everything else comes with it. I think it's the other way around for Man United. I think success on the pitch is a way of 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 making money. Um or yeah, of increasing profits of increasing, I don't know, the reach of the club. It's, it, the priorities seem to be in the wrong order, at the minute anyway. Having said that, we weren't complaining 10 years ago when they were winning Champions Leagues and stuff, but the debt is just too much. And, and I think it's, yeah, and, until that's been dealt with, I don't think that people are going to get round to them. Have it about having said all that, the we saw images of of the of their prop of the property of the of the chief chief exec getting attacked the other day, and that's that's obviously wrong and to be condemned. And people, and fans are often they can take it too far. Let's talk about your other team then in North Wales, your local club, Bangor City. Can we talk about them because? Uh... When when you look at owners of clubs, you think that you know like Bury, Bolton, Swansea, all complete disaster behind the scenes. But let's talk about your club. Well, yeah, having talked about Man United, at least they've got a, a, a some sort of idea of where to go, and at least they're bringing <laughs> in bringing in many. No, Bangor City are the completely the other end, unfortunately, of things. A very very successful club a few years ago. We. Yeah, I'm not sure if the listeners know about the Welsh Pyramid and uh, and how that league worked, but back in 1992, I think, the League of Wales was formed because in order to get a, a national football team, you need to have an uh, a national league. So what they did was they brought the, like the North Wales League and the South Wales League and they, they made a whole uh, a league for the whole country. Um, and Bangor City was one of the well, they were one of the founding members and they won the league, the League of Wales in was it ninety four something like that they win it twice, um and Nigel Atkins they had him as player manager, they even win it as far as sorry as as near ago as twenty ten, but since then things have really gone downhill. New owners came in and, yeah, they didn't have the track record of 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 um, running clubs properly, and unfortunately we've we found ourselves all Bangor City have found themselves relegated having finished second in the league so now they're in the second tier of the pyramid and things aren't going well 
So um, go back to your uh, your ground. So you played at Farrow Road, which was a really nice ground. Well, I think it was a yes. very traditional ground. Well, it ground. was nice. Yes, very, very. It was a nice location as well. It was right in the middle of 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 the city of Bangor. Um, now there's a there's an Asda uh, supermarket <laughs> um, built on top of it. It's be- but the, uh, I, yeah the. The ground wasn't owned by the club. I think the council owned it, so mm. there was an opportunity to to bring money in and uh, and and also to to buy a new ground for Bangor about a mile outside of the city. Um, so yeah, the move really. Uh, I know fans like maybe who live near the maybe the casual fans wouldn't go uh, like the literally the extra mile outside of the city and i know people as well who just decided not to go not to follow uh, for various reasons but for a time in nanspuff things were okay they were struggling like they were hovering just above the relegation zones for the first few seasons and like the new owners came they were from like the northwest of of england and things were looking okay we had a few, we had a few good managers Kevin Nicholson came from Cardiff City. Um, we had Gary Taylor Fletcher, ex from um, from Blackpool, and we had a good couple of seasons where we were challenging TNS, the team that always wins for the league. Um, but financial difficulties and loss of a license—you have to have a license to play in the Premier League in Wales. Um, there was an unpaid tax bill, from what I gather, and a lot of things went wrong at the same time. And they were they ended up being relegated. Yeah, there was. I remember we were in Connors Key. If you know the the geography of North Wales, it's right on the border with England. And we were there for a for a Welsh Cup semi final on the day that the Football Association of Wales had said that Bangor was going to get relegated, and it was the one of the worst performances I've ever seen by a single team ever, and they lost six nil, and. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was a dire game. It was. It's. Yeah, yeah, that's the only time I've ever walked out of a football game. The only time. Wow. So yeah, probably shouldn't have done it, but yeah, <laughs> at the time we didn't really know what was happening, and yeah, we went home. I remember like reading all the articles here on the BBC, and yes, like, it was pretty much yes. every week there was something going on, and I can't remember what number it was, but didn't you get threatened by like a fifty-two point? deduction or something yes you know, it was yes ridiculous. yes it was yes it was i i think they were they were initially giving given something like 46 points um <laughs> of, a, of a deduction and that would have taken them down to the third tier of um of of welsh football um uh yeah in the end they were it was halved to 23 and they stayed up on on goal difference or something like that oh. um it's 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 interesting you say that you were you had you you seeing bits and pieces in the media over there because none of this would have been uh, a surprise to anybody who followed football in especially the in the northwest of England because the owners they'd been well they weren't officially the owners of Bangor City but the people running the club uh, or the people involved with the club I should say they'd been in charge of other clubs Chester City and. Barrow uh, and there was a rugby league club and they'd all suffered financial difficulties and been relegated and yeah so unfortunately people kind of knew it was coming and 
it was at one point I remember I genuinely remember being behind the goal talking to people it's a matter of and we we were talking it's a matter of trying to enjoy it whilst we can because we kind of knew in a couple of years that that yeah it would have gone gone wrong gosh and let's talk about the the phoenix club then Bangor, yeah, Bangor, eighteen seventy six. Mm-hmm. It's a it, it's it's a new club in a way, in but a lot would say that it's a continuation of the of the original Bangor City, um, and they've they've started the new club. It's they they've had they, they play on the university grounds, which is another couple of miles outside of the city, um, by the bridge that goes over to Anglesey, and they've had to start almost from right at the bottom of the of the Welsh pyramid. They're in the fifth tier, um, but things are going. So things are going well. It seems over there. They've got money in the bank, and they've got loads of sponsors, and they've got plenty of support there. They get about three hundred to every match. They've got a nice setup, and yeah, things are looking on the up over there. So at least Bangor, like the city, has a club that that, that people feel connected to. Because at the minute, I think it's fair to say that the connection to the original Bangor City. I think that's been lost, which is the same. Yeah, because they've brought in a lot of Italians, haven't they? Yes, yes, yes. I I don't think that's in itself is the is the issue. It's just the way the club's been run. Um, to be fair, because uh, 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 yeah, because we we we're, we're pretty used to having people not from the area playing for for Bangor. Um, as it happens, we've got a very well a well known player Hugo Clatcher. He used to play for Barnsley. Um, he's playing for Bangor City now, not the new one, the uh, like the, the the one that's um, uh, the original Bangor in a way. And the manager he used to play with Diego Maradona, so I don't think that <laughs> I, I don't think the 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 influx of of non-local players is the issue. I, I it's the it might it might be on on one level to to a few people, but I think it's just the the loss of. Of connection with with the people that that used to go and watch the games, and I think that's the that's the thing that that, that made it in the end. But having said that, the the new club at Bangor, uh, eighteen seventy six, they've they bought a few of the legends back. I'm sure you know one or two of them. <laughs> Big Les. Les is back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Michael Johnston and centre back. He plays a few games. Uh, we've uh, Jamie Petrie. He's a, he's more of a winger, forward, attacking player type of. Uh, type of player, but they're they're mixing that up with young players. So yeah, yeah, it's good. I remember Big Les and oh, he broke my heart. I can't remember what year it was, but when they played Aberystwyth in the, the Welsh Cup final in Kinecki, the new uh, stadium, he scored a goal there like late in the game as well. It just ruined it for me. Yeah, that would have been round twenty eleven to thirteen, somewhere because they won three on the trot back then. Yeah, uh, after winning the league, so. Yeah, uh, no, but Les is Les. Les he's a he's he's a legend in Bangor because he's he's had three stints with them in all. He's been away a couple of times and always comes back. So, do you support the the Phoenix Club? Um, n- I can't say that I do. No, I don't support, support Bangor City anymore. I haven't been there um, to the home ground in a couple of years, um, and that yeah, at times that. Makes somebody feel like a little bit sad. I don't think that's too much to say, but I haven't been to the, um, to the new club, um, yet because they happen to play in the same league as my brother's team. He plays for a <laughs> very small village called Weinvaugr. It's just over the the hill from where I live, 
in Shandrig. So I at the minute I can't I I, I just can't go and watch Bangor City because it would mean that I'm supporting a yeah an opposition of my brother's team. <laughs> so did you go watch that game? The, the, uh, when uh, yeah when my brother played in Bangor with his team yeah, yeah. I went there. Um, they they lost four nil, which is oh, actually bad. a good score for that league. Yeah, it was uh, genuinely. Um, the, the scores often near are near double figures. There's been a few thirteen nils. I think there's been a twelve nil, nine nil comes up pretty often. So I, I th- and I also think, I they've only conceded seven in the league and they've scored oh. over a hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But do you know what? They they they're going about it in the right way, and they're yeah. they're they're trying to build something and. I think, uh, yeah, good luck to them. So do you think you'll start supporting them officially when they get promoted? I don't know. I'll be, um, yeah. It's something that I've been, I, it's genuinely something I've been asking myself. Can I, can I see myself going there one day? And at the minute, it's difficult because I, I, and I, sh- yeah, it's, you feel, you feel, I do feel some sort of connection to that original club still, even though they're definitely not the same club I went to see um, for so, so many years. Um, it's just difficult to make that jump, if you, if, if you know what I mean. I can only compare it to some, like a situation like Wimbledon um, faced the, one, the team that won the uh, FA Cup back in the uh, late 90s, where they were taken over and they were moved um, maybe 50 plus miles outside of the London Ring area. And what they did was that they, they formed their own Phoenix club as well. And instead of being, um, instead of moving and being called MK Dons, Milton King Dons, they, they built up their own club and called it AFC Wimbledon. And all of that history was transferred from um, MK Dons back to Wimbledon, to that original area. And maybe when that happens in my head, I'll be able to go and see the, the new banker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's difficult. It's yeah. It's it's strange thinking about. Yeah, I'll probably probably can see myself going one day. How do you feel about like the success that Canavan are having? Because like they're your uh, local rivals. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the town that's closest to us, and it's the it's the right it's traditional rivals of Banker and. I I I I I really want them to do well. I shouldn't be saying that on a podcast that goes out <laughs> to the world, because it's it's probably like a Man United play, uh, Man United supporter wishing well to Liverpool. But I know a lot of the people that run that club, and I know a lot of the supporters. I work um, in Bank in Carnarvon, and I spend a lot of my time in Carnarvon. I oh yeah, I wish them all. I wish them really well. I I want to I want to see them doing well as well, but I won't be able to go and, and support them at the ground.
Welcome back. That was The Odds with Dad and Sodi, one of my favourite songs ever in the Welsh language. And funny enough, David, his brother, plays with his band. Yes, he does. I could not believe that. I could not believe that. Yeah. And we're, we're here on, um, on the podcast having a little Dad and Sodi time. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I remember... Um, when was the first time I, I figured that out? I think I was... Oh, usually I do... I send you snaps of whenever I listen to Welsh music. Yes. You know, like David Ewan and um, Bryn Vaughan and all that stuff. And I was playing at odds one time. And then you said, like, oh, my, bra- my brother plays them. I was like, what the hell? That's a small world, isn't it? Yes. They, they've got a new... Well, a recently new album out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called The Eighth uh, Nevoid Language of Heaven. Um, nice. Yes. It's, it's kind of about the Welsh language, but they've um, they've joined up with, with an author called Llwyd Owen, and he's written a novel, and they've written an album, and it goes together. So, oh, wow. yeah, and it's, it's on Spotify, so plug that. While we're on the topic, um, so I remember like growing up, the, the internet wasn't great back in West Wales, but also, like, the music, it wasn't, you had stuff on, like, S4C with, um, what's, what's Mike Stevens' son called? Hugh. Hugh Stevens, yes. Yeah, Hugh Stevens with Bandit. Yes. I remember that like on that on TV and stuff. And that was pretty much the only access I had to Welsh music. And then I think around the, the, around the time Bebo came around, I remember listening to Radio Luxembourg. And that they were Moz as well? Were they an offshoot of Moz? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I remember a band called... Uh, what was... Uh, oh, Frisbee. Frisbee. They came yes. to my school once. It was Gwyneth. He's, he, it was yes. Gwyneth, Yeah. <laughs> He's one of the, he's 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 genuinely one of uh, I think he writes a good pop song and he's he's one of the ones that has the most hits on YouTube I think for a of a Welsh video for uh, like a music video anyway so yeah have uh, going back to what you said now about um, Bandit at the time Hugh Evans was ple- uh, he was presenting with a guy called Hugh Evans and he was he's the son of Howell Gwynfrin for anybody who knows. Well, Gwynfrin. Um, he's now Hugh Evans, the other presenter. He's playing with uh, a lady from New Zealand, um, Old Aldous Harding, I think. Oh, I've never heard of her. Yeah, she's. <laughs> she, yeah, they're, they're having they're having good success over here in in yeah in in the UK and in Europe. I, I know as well they've they've done a lot of work in America. So that's another Wales New Zealand connection just there. Oh, interesting. I, I was just. You know, uh, growing growing up, I wish I had more access to Welsh music. I mean, apart from the radio, that was it. But they were just playing the old stuff, you know, like Treble, Edwards, and all them lot. You know, oh, just yes. really old music. So, yes. like, that's what I grew up listening to. And then when I came to New Zealand, I think I think what the Welsh music has done, or the Welsh music industry has done, is that they caught up with the times and they put a lot of music on like Spotify, SoundCloud, and all that other stuff. So, eventually, I was able to listen to all this music. I think I first heard the odds. Oh, it might have been like 2012, I think, but it was on iTunes. And right. That was the first time. And Dad and Solly was the first song I heard. And I thought, when I heard this song, it was just so it was so different to any Welsh music I've ever heard before. Because it was very modern. Well, that's kind of you for saying. But uh, I, one thing I think about the Welsh music scene, I, 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 it's, it's hard to call it a, like a Welsh language music scene because there, there's all sorts of different like, uh, genres of music within that Welsh music scene. But what's true about all of them is there's not much money to be done. 
So the people that do make music in Welsh, they're not in it for the money. They're in it because they want to do it. Um, because there's there's really there's not in there's no money at all to be made from from Welsh language music uh, unless you're very 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 lucky or you get uh, one big break. Um, so the the stuff, a lot of it is good. There's a band called Alpha now um, with double F instead of PH, and they're they're up there with like three maybe four million um, hits on Spotify already. And they've just got a new album out, and it just shows if you if you can get your one of your songs onto a onto a certain playlist or to be heard by a particular um, audience. There's yeah, there's there's plenty of people out there who'd love to listen to Welsh music. With with the odds, there was a huge gap there, wasn't there, between the the last album and this one? Yes, a huge gap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> explain that. Explain that. Well, there's a lot gone on. They were they were a bit younger in university and they were recording. And also they're, they're from the north of Wales where we live, but they live in Cardiff. They all, a lot of them work there. But one or two of them um, live up here in North Wales. One of them is actually a drummer for um, Aldous Harding, the, the one from New Zealand, and he's all over the world. He's playing drums in oh, Brazil wow. or sometime he'll be, you'll get a, an Instagram of him in the Netherlands or in America or, or wherever. So they've been all over the place, um, really not in the in the same country usually, but they've managed to get together and they've managed to write an album and yeah, uh, children have arrived as well for, for for my brother anyway, so that's taken up a little bit of his time. But we're yeah we're very happy that they, they they've got this album out and we had we were in a gig of theirs before Christmas and it was a good reception there. It was uh, it was. Quite a few people there, and they played in in Cardiff and in Edinburgh as well. Oh, mate! Like if anyone, if anyone listening out there, go out there, take the time, go to Spotify, uh, look at some Welsh playlists. But the what the, the bands I would recommend is the Odds. So Y R O D S. So that's Y R space O D S. The Odds. Listen to them; they're my favourite band. Then you've got another few ones like Tsunami. They're good. I like who else is out there. Tsunami. There's a few bands that sound the same, though, don't they? There's <laughs> a very similar sound. Uh, Gwilym is uh, yeah, a band called Gwilym from Anglesey. They they've been doing quite well recently. If you, I'm trying to think. If you if you want to get a taste of of maybe uh, of Welsh music, I'd go for for Cowboys Frostbottenog myself. They're they're a refined band. Um, that I'm going to see them next Friday actually. They've got their albums are always well produced. Um, I when I think of their fourth album, it's they they've called it um, IV as in the Roman numerals. I always think of of the, uh, the time we drove from the bottom of New Zealand in Bluff all the way up to um, Palmas the North. Uh, just above Wellington, we listened to that album all the way. It's a beautiful album, uh, and their previous albums as well. So I'd go for yeah, Cowboys Ross Buttonug, and Steve Eves as well. Uh, a little bit older, but fantastic. So my my girlfriend, uh, she's a Kiwi, and uh, she she loves. Well, does she love Cowboys? No, she doesn't. She likes Who's Going That's her favorite. Yes, Welsh artist loves it. But then when it comes to cowboys, when she sees the words popping up on my screen on the, on the car, she's like, cowboys, rhinoceros, Botswana. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I used to live not too far from Botunog. Out on the sea in Peninsula, beautiful part of Wales. 
going back to the whole Welsh music scene, I just, I love how accessible it is now. It's easy for me to listen to new things. And oh, I always course. find albums, yes. like an old album from maybe 10 years ago, but I've listened to it for the first time now. And it's like, well, I'm really happy I can do that. I can download it and keep it in a playlist. And I've always got it, you know, and I can listen to it anytime I want. And, you know, sometimes I might be thinking, like I might be driving up in Northland somewhere. And I think, Gosh, I might be the only one listening to Bryn Vaughan at this present time. Yes. I'm sure Bryn Vaughan would love to know that as well, that somebody so, so far away was listening oh. to maybe one of his early, early 90s or late 90s album. Yeah. I was, uh, he was on telly this, uh, this evening, Bryn Vaughan. Yeah. Um, oh, he, was he? Yes, he's our Bruce Springsteen, uh, Bryn Vaughan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, had our, uh, we had our annual uh uh, Eurovision, uh, in a way, um, in Wales. It's mm. called Carni Gymru, a song for Wales, which had eight songs going against each other to win the title of the best song. And um, uh, a young guy from Anglesey, Ernest Morn, who used to be on Britain's Got Talent, he won it. Oh, uh, with a, uh, okay. pretty, it was pretty operatic this year. Oh, the gin- uh, is he the ginger one? Yes, Drop Me Blonde, I'd yes, say. Eh? Yes, Yes, he was in a, a very, boy, very dazzling. He? He, yes, yes, yes. He's, That's he, him. He's That's good, him. Yeah, he was in a very dazzling jacket. Anyway, I remember that. <laughs> oh, good. All right, um, let's get back into some football because we've got yes, uh, some important things. <laughs> some important things to do. Even though I do love Eurovision, but anyway, um, let's talk about the the greatest eleven of all time for Wales. Oh. Now, this is very. Topical debate. I don't think, for me personally, it doesn't really change every year. I pick the same team every year. But who knows? After the Euros, I might change my mind. Somebody but might squeeze themselves you, in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hopefully. So uh, let's let's go for it. Um, have you got a team ready for me? I have got a team, yeah. It'd be interesting to see okay, as well so, uh, who from yeah. that list in the Euros could possibly find them way, find their way onto this list as well. Maybe that's an, something a topic okay. for another day. <laughs> okay, but in goal, I've 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 had to go with Neville Southall. There's there's nobody yeah. else that comes in my eyes that comes close. I have to say because I'm a I'm a child of the nineties that I can't remember much further back than then. So uh, my 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 choice is very skewed towards nineties, two thousands, and and now. <laughs> No, I agree with you, mate. Um, people that are, well, don't follow Welsh football in general wouldn't... I don't know, they have to research about Big Nev and I don't think they ever realise how good he was. And like, yes. He was a world-class keeper. Yes, he was. And Everton were very successful in the 80s. They would have... They won the league a few times, but had they had they not been an English ban in Europe, then they probably would have won that competition too. They, they they really came under a disadvantages uh, under a disadvantage mm. there because I spot Man United yeah. and they they when they won the league they got to go to the to the Champions League and it didn't work that way for for Everton and and Neville Southall they they weren't they weren't able to go so yeah who knows I mean um, a worthy shout there would be for Hennessy yes but, um, yes our he's only two caps from. Uh, from Big Nev, but I mean, it, it depends really to see how he goes in the Euros, and because he's got a few years left in him, I think. Yes, he's he's getting towards the end, probably, isn't he? Probably. Mm. But uh, he's been there for so long. Yeah. 
Shout out for Jack Kelsey as well. Um, I did. I've. Ne- I haven't seen any footage of him play, but uh, from what I gather, he was an excellent, excellent keeper. Who have you gone for right back? Um, has to be. Has to be Gunter. Um, I was. Uh, I. Uh, yeah. Um, Mark Delaney was in my mind as well, but Chris Gunter, just for all he's done, he's the amount of games he's he's played. He's he just hasn't let Wales down at all, has he? He's always been there, always available for 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 games, and even in the past year and a half, where he's found himself out of the team, he always he's always there and turns up and he's cheerful. And who can forget the the chin up after the England game? Yeah, I remember that. That's probably the most iconic images ever of Welsh sport was when he did that after we lost that game. Yes, so I remember. I was I was just devastated. Yes, watching that. And when I when I saw him do that, I was like. Okay, like they mean business, you know. They, they'll come back from this. Have you seen the painting that Owen Vaughan Williams, the goalkeeper, has made? I have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, have you noticed which kit he wears in that in that painting? Yeah, it's it's the red one, isn't it? Yeah, oh, no, it's the red one. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the, the red one because we he, played in grey, didn't we? Against yes, England. but uh, it's been asked of him why he's uh, why he chose the. The, the red kit for that uh, painting. Okay. But he did it again after the Russia match, as in he went to the fans and he did, I told you so. So, and oh, that, really? that, yeah, that wasn't picked up on cameras. But that's the painting. It's not the England game. It's the game after when when we won. <sighs> so that's a nice, that's a nice image. You see, that makes it even nicer for me. That it's, yeah, it was the, when you know what comes next. Um, who's your uh, centre pairing then? Um, centre backs. I've gone for Ashley Williams. Um, I think he's been a great captain. He's he really has. He's he's got the glue. He's been the glue in in defence at times, and he's, there's various players that played with him, but he's been he's been excellent. And he got he, he was the captain for the Euros as well, wasn't he? And who can forget that game against Northern Ireland when his was arm was hanging off and he refused to go off so <laughs> Ashley Williams is is the centre-back and he's going to be in my 11 anyway he's going to be playing with John Charles the legend John Charles Ooh, Leeds United centre-back Juventus at centre-back yes wow. I'm not sure I'm not, I'm not sure how he'd go down in like in the so-called modern game but we, I think we have to balance everybody in the in the time they played and I think it's a way yeah. of getting John Charles and other people in, so I've I've put him at, at centre back. John Charles, like uh, he's been voted a lot. Like I think what was he the top ten, wasn't he in the oh. in the twentieth century? Yes, for FIFA. Yes, but then Juventus have voted him as the greatest ever export. Oh right, uh, so and the then, player they brought in, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, or, or export, and also I think that, that I'm pretty sure it was the greatest ever export, and then he has been voted like the greatest ever British. Export of all time as well. I think Bale will be up there soon. I but, think um, Bale will be there now. Yeah. Yeah, but like, like John Charles, he never got booked. That's why he's called the Gentle Giant. So yes, and he started this. He started this um, connection between Wales and Juventus as well. Because after him, you've you, we've seen uh, Aaron Ramsey go there lately, and uh, Ian Rush uh, before he came, uh, yeah before returning to the Premier League. Um. Yeah, he's uh, rightly or wrongly, he's he, he's my centre back. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I, I remember my my Dickie, like he'd always bang on about you know, had 
the dirty Hungarians not kicked them out of the World Cup in 1958. We would have beaten Pele oh, yeah, and Brazil who knows? in the, qu- in the knows? quarterfinal and we are going all the way to the final and win the World Cup before England in 1966. <laughs> who knows? It's, yeah, it's, it'll be one of those questions that will forever go unanswered. There's, um, I, I'll just make a, a, a quick reference to this excellent book by Phil Stead. It's called Red Dragons. I'm sure you've you've read that one. Yeah, you got you bought it for me, mate. Yes, yes. Um, but there's a, there's such an in, there's a, such an interesting story. I think I think it's somewhere in that book where it talks about um, the five players who played for Wales that uh, not of the same time, but that came from just not not just the same town or the same area, but the same same streets. So it was yeah, it was obviously John Charles and his brother Mel Charles and. Being from a Swansea support, I'm sure you can tell me the rest. Um, I'm, <laughs> I, sure. I'm honestly not uh, sure. Terry Terry Medwin's one of them. Then you've got another two. Um, <sighs> Ivor Orchard is from Swansea, but God knows where he's from in Swansea. Oh, gosh. I, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Yeah, that's something. I'll have to go back to that. Cl- well, Cliff Jones is from Swansea too, but I'm, I, who knows where he's... Because Swansea's Again, a big yes, place, I, sorry, I, but... I, I, <laughs> I should know, but I, I can't remember it. it. It'll be an interesting fact to bring up once I know it properly. <laughs> left back, who have you got then? The left back would be Ben Davis. Ben Davis, yeah. Yes. I, I, I can't think of anyone else there. I mean, uh, Jerry Jones, was he left back? Yes, he'd have been left back. Um, I'm, uh, Alf Sherwood is no one that's come up often, but again, it's just somebody who I've never even seen footage on, on YouTube playing. Um, uh, Mike England that he's been mentioned as well, but okay, yeah, uh, no, uh, from the from the from the players I remember, I've had to go for Ben Davies because I think he's an excellent player. He's he's very measured and he doesn't panic and he's he's so comfortable on the ball. Um, and they, I think yeah, anybody who who holds down a place in that in that Spurs squad for so long, he must be a good player. And we missed him so much against Portugal, didn't we, in the in the semi-finals of the Euros four years ago. The only thing I'm worried about that, like the back four, especially the maybe the full-backs, is it may be a little bit blunt going forward. But as as a defensive unit, I think that would be that would be a great one. Yeah. Apart from John Charles right, on, uh... on attacking duties. <laughs> <laughs> How would you keep John Charles from not going out front? <laughs> it, would just, it would just run out for every corner. Yes, 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 and just maybe keep him there, and and maybe well, I'll, I'll get to my midfield. Maybe bring one of the midfielders back to to fill that space when he goes on on his on his on his runs. The formation I've got is four three three. Um, so the, the link I've got from from the defence was was Gary Speed. And it feels, yeah, it feels a little bit sad even even talking about Gary Speed, the great Gary Speed. Yeah, he's he's a legend, and I I've said this a few times to my mates. Like he was a very rare player who, you know, played in the old first division and then went through most of the Premier League and era. Yes, and won it. Yeah, won it with Leeds. Then he came to um, like it was at Everton, the Newcastle in the Premier League, yes. Bolton. Yes. He got them into Europe a few times. So like he was a very Good servant. I think he might be the top three, isn't he? All time appearances. He might have dropped down now in recent years, but at the time he was at the top, wasn't he? Oh, he was. He was yeah, he's really up there. Um, because when you think about the injuries, someone someone like Gary Neville had. Yeah, he was very very high up there. He's probably 
slid down a little bit just because of people like Jamie Carragher going so so much uh, without getting injuries. But yeah, he's right up there. Right, let's look at it now. So number one at the top of the list, we've got Gareth Barry with 653. Wow, okay. And then his last appearance was in 2018 with West Brom. So he had a few yeah, extra games there. Ryan Giggs was on 632. Yeah. Then you got Lampard at 609. David James. I, I, I didn't realise this. David James. Yes. 572. His last appearance was Portsmouth in 2010. Then you've got the late Gary Speed. Oh, uh, he's... Five. Okay. Okay, he's that high then. Okay. And his, his last appearance was 2007, so he's, he's holding out well. Uh, Milner is two games away from him. Wow. So, oh, so he will... Eventually, yeah, go he past will pass them. him. But I, honestly, like well, the rest of the, the all the rest of the players are retired. So down till Leighton Baines is all the way down to like thirty something, and he's not going to catch him. So no. you could say that um, that Speedo would be there for a while. He'd been in the top ten for a long time to come. Oh, I'm glad because he played yeah. on actually for United as well, didn't he? After Bolton, yeah. So with uh, with Gary Speed in midfield. Um, I've got another Welsh speaker, fluent Welsh speaker, Joe Allen. And with him, actually, do you know what? Both of them are, are Welsh speakers. Aaron Ramsey's the other one. So I've got Speed, Allen and Ramsey all together. Yeah, I've got I've got all three. Um, worthy shout out there would be Barry Horn. In midfield? Yeah. Or somewhere. He's got to, he's got to make the team somewhere. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Just, Captain of Wales. Yes, we need him for his... For, for 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 the orchestra, if nothing else, he brings exactly. all. Yes. Another shout out there we forgot to mention him was uh, Kevin Ratcliffe. Oh yes, in defence. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think Barry Horn would have been defence as well because he was there a long time for for Everton as well. Um, okay. But oh, midfield. You could go on and on and on about midfield. You had Billy Meredith, Manchester City and Man United. Back at the turn of the of the of the of the twentieth century, we got Cliff Jones, Ivanhoe Church. It's it's just yeah, it's just one of those. They were probably well, they were amazing players. It's just yeah, I I've never seen them play. I haven't seen footage of them, and I'm just going on what I remember and what I've seen. I've seen um, I've seen footage of um, Ivanhoe Church's goal um, against Hungary in the World Cup. All right, okay. Oh, it's a beautiful strike. Like um, I should go and look uh, for that. And bear in mind, the ball weighed the bloody ton back in the day. You know, leather, <laughs> yes. wet ball. Yes. And he, he um, hit it on the volley. Look it up. I'll link it to you later because it's a cracking finish. It's in French. Oh, do though, that. So, do that. Pathé Films or whatever filmed on the archives. So, um, yeah, cracking goal there. Yeah, Ivor Orchard, he's probably up there, but I'm, I'm obviously too young to, to, um, yes. to watch yes. them play. I, I, can, I, I, I can imagine people... Tutting us for this, not having uh, one of those uh, huge players in our in our eleven. It's just yeah, Joe Allen when he turns up and plays for Wales, and when Aaron Ramsey turns up and plays for Wales all together, that midfield is it works well, and we tend to win games, especially with Bale in the team. Um, can uh, when when those three play together in the same side for most of the game, and uh, Joe Allen just does the work that nobody else wants to do wins the ball back and he gets rid of it well and he's he's a calming influence I find 
Yeah, I love Joe. I remember his uh, his debut for the Swans. Uh, he was probably 15 or 16 or whatever, how old he was. And um, it was the last game of the season. We played Blackpool at home. We needed to win to get into the playoffs. And Blackpool, I think they needed to win just to to reach the automatic places. I think they were third at the time. So, um, yeah, we played Blackpool. Really sunny day at the Liberty. And uh, we were down, I think we were down like 5-3. I think, at one point. And then Joe comes on. His first touch was from a throw-in from Lee Trundle and it hit his thigh and the ball went <laughs> flying into the front row. We, we were like the second row, so the ball was really close to us. And then his second touch ever in professional football was he gave the ball away to Andy Morrell, who scored the sixth goal. <laughs> a hat-trick. Oh. And then uh, I remember turning to the key and go, yeah, he's never going to make it, this kid. He's done. <laughs> Well, that 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 I'm going to have to take the next time you say gigs out with a very large pinch of salt. Then, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can be wrong a few times, but I definitely got that wrong. Yeah. Drastically yes. got that wrong because he's world class. Yes. He's world class, but why is he playing that? Yes. Do you know what? I've I, I do I've been thinking about this a lot. It's that that move to Liverpool did just didn't work out, did it? It was probably the wrong move for him, um, and. He found himself dropping down, not just... Uh, at the time, it wasn't a division, but he dropped down a good few levels going to Stoke, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I just... I, I feel sorry for him, really, because uh, there was rumours when his contract was up with Stoke that he wanted to come back to the Swans. So this is when we got uh, relegated from the Premier League, but the owners was were not prepared to pay the wages for right. him. And he actually... I'm not sure if this is bullshit or not, but apparently he was prepared to take a pay cut to come home, but the owners would not do it. And it could have worked out well for for Swansea because they wanted they they well they need they needed players like that, didn't they? At the time, a yeah. very th- very yeah, thin do. squad. <laughs> oh gosh, we'll never know. But anyway, hopefully he has a a good Euros and then. Yes. Hopefully, a big club will come in for us. Yes, him. another good Euros because last time he 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 got himself into the team of the Euros. So, yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. But yeah, you've got um, Speedo, Alan, Ramsey. Who's your front three then? Um, I've gone for Giggs, Bale, and yeah. oh, I, I I've I've had to go for Ian Rush. Okay. Yeah, Mark Hughes. He was the twelfth man, and I really wanted to get Mark Hughes into this team. And I was, I've been <laughs> eyeing and owing and trying to think who I can swap round. And I can't think of anybody who I'd take out to put Mark Hughes in. Because you have to have Rush and he was a goal machine. God, poor Mark Hughes, you know, he's just remembered for that his cameo appearance on, um, on Common Midfield. Shout some game. Shout some game. <laughs> <laughs> Shout some game. That's what he's famous for. That was the yeah. Oh that was gosh. the that was the high point of Welsh language TV. Um, it really was the writing <laughs> of that comedy series. Come on, midfield was was very 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 snappy and tight. And yeah, they managed to get um, uh, Mark Hughes to turn up for a game at uh, <laughs> against Brinkhoch. Mark Hughes, the interesting stat for you guys out there is um, oh fact sorry is um, he's I think he's the only player of all time that played. An international match and a club game in the same day. Was it the same day or within 24 hours? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's the first ever player to do that. So he did. He played a game in Europe, somewhere with Wales, and then Bayern Munich at the time that was his club flew him back, and then he played the yes, game. Yes, one of the <laughs> games was in Prague, wasn't it? And then one uh, the other game was somewhere in Germany, and here he turned up for both. But yeah, unfortunately, he he'd be the oh no, he's not quite he's not in the team because Ian Rush is there. The um the the one you want any ball to to fall to in the box, just everything went in. I I I often look back and like growing up watching Wales, like we, we always were begging for a, you know a world class striker, and I, I know we've got get um sorry we've got Bale right now. He's not a striker though, is he? But like, had we had Ian Rush in those, you know, the Mark Hughes years, the Toshak years, and and even Coleman, and even now, how good would we be now, you know? Yes. We'd be a lot yeah. better team, because we have someone who can actually finish those goals. Because, like, the problem with Bale is that he's a great player, but he has his games where he's very quiet. But that's due to the defence, you know, double market him, man market yes. him. Some yes. teams put three on him sometimes or try and kick him out. So, if you had an Ian Rush there, it's just like... An extra problem there for defenses to worry about, and it's we've, been, we've it's, lacked that. And yeah, it's been it's been an issue with Wales, and it's it's been something that we do tend to discuss. Oh, what if you had the defense from this particular era with mm. the attacking um, players of 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 another particular era? What a team that would be! And unfortunately, international football doesn't quite work out like that. But it's it makes for great discussing, though. Um, yeah. Because that team that just missed out in uh, on the World Cup in '94, we had we had Rush and we had Giggs there, Mark Hughes was there, Dean Saunders was there, and had we had Malcolm maybe Allen. A, Malcolm <laughs> Allen was there, yes, he was just uh, from a village just up the road from where we are, and yeah, had we had a watertight defence, we probably would have gone. So, but yeah, there we go. That's. That's football, and Wales is such a small country compared to uh, others in Europe. Yeah, I think it's I think it's worth mentioning um, the the bad luck we've had over the years, and I think it's it's caused by the fortress uh, way we got into the fifty eight World Cup in Sweden. So that's the only World Cup to date <laughs> that Wales ever qualified for. But um, I'll let you um, talk us through that. Well, yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to defer again to Red Dragons by by Phil Stead, honestly. Um, if any book deserved a doctorate, doctorate it, it's this one. It's a huge volume, um, nearly 400 pages, and all about the history of Welsh football. It's a beautifully written book. Anyway, uh, there's a good part in this one about the way, the way, the way Wales qualified for the 1958 World Cup. Um, they didn't qualify outright. Uh, they failed to qualify, <laughs> as as so very often happens with Wales. But they did manage to get there by the back door, um, because Israel were at that time they weren't playing in uh, in the European qualifiers. They were playing in the Asian uh, qualifying rounds, and uh, a lot of the teams refused to play them. I think Indonesia was a team that uh, they refused to play them, and. Um, I think Sudan, they, they, they refused to play them as well. Uh, Turkey, they were another one that refused to play Israel. So uh, FIFA decided that none, no, no teams could, uh, could, could uh, get to the World Cup in Sweden without playing a single qualifying campaign. So what they did was they 
they, they arranged a, a, a qualifier for them um, and they, they decided to draw teams out of a hat. Um, the, some of the, uh, how, how do you say, some of the teams that were used to qualifying, like Italy and Uruguay, they refused to uh, go to the World Cup through the back door. Um, Belgium was another one. They refused. They they hadn't qualified and they decided that they weren't going to take up this option. But Wales, um, they'd never qualified and they didn't have any qualms. So they decided that they were <laughs> going to play uh, this qualifier against Israel and they got through. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> so they did. It was a second chance because uh, back in those days, the uh, a playoff... That that method didn't exist because uh, we're thinking about the Euros coming up, and there's about six. Is there six, eight teams? They they'll be going through qualifiers, but that didn't happen back then. It was one chance. You mess it up, you're out. But Wales decided that they were going to take that route, and thank goodness they did because otherwise, pff, who knows how long we'd have been waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh! Um, your last player in the team is uh, Gareth Bale, isn't it? it? Has to be Gareth Bale. Yeah, has to be Gareth Bale. Um, he's he's a genius. I think he's a genius. I think he's watching him play, especially when he's really fit and when he's because there's no doubting his um, ability. There's no doubting his passion and his uh, and how much he wants to play for Wales. It's all about how fit he is. And when he's fit, we we usually we genuinely we usually win, um, and he he's been carrying. You going back to that qualifying campaign for for the for the for the first Euros in twenty sixteen, he carried us through that. He scored so many of our goals. Um, the one 0 we had away in in Cyprus, uh, he scored there. The goal against Belgium, he scored against Israel. Um, the goal he scored against Andorra, rather oh. the free kick there. Where, oh man, yeah. Without, with, with, let's face it. Without Bale, we wouldn't be Wales. Wouldn't be where we are at the minute. We wouldn't be as high as we are in the rankings. And but do you know what? There's no shame in that. We've got a very very good player, and let's just make the most of 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 watching him play. You know what? I every time I. Think of him or watch a game like when he plays for Wales. It's just like ah, oh, how we've been so lucky to have a player like that. I mean, the, all the bad yes, luck, yes. the misqualifications, yes. all, the, all the bloody cock ups in the past. Yes, but how have we been lucky to have him play for us? You know, why Wales? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know what I mean? yes. Uh, he's he's he is our. Well, I don't know if he's our greatest ever player. I think he is, but it's just. To have a world class player, like I know the world, the term world class is you know branded out there anyway. Everyone says it about everyone, but this he's actually a legit world class player, and I, I know it's difficult right now to think that because you've got the Messi and the Ronaldo's and stuff. But let's just say Bale was born in a different era, and those two weren't existing. He'd be up there. He would, and we compare it. Uh, is is it is it right to compare him against Messi and Ronaldo? I'm not sure it is because they they. They're going to be above everybody else yeah. probably for 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 years and years, if not decades to come. But we've been so 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 lucky to to get Bale in our team. Because imagine if he'd have been born in in say Belfast, because they were uh, take Bale away, and they were roughly at the same level Northern Ireland. I mean, as us for for a few years, we just had Bale as well 
on top of everybody else, on top of Ramsey and on top of Allen and uh, on top of Hennessy in goal and on top of Ashley Williams captaining them from the back. We had Bale and those games that could have gone either way, you're thinking to I'm thinking about Northern Ireland actually in the Euros, one nil. It could have gone either way, but having Bale there just make uh, yeah. Just made things just make things calmer and okay and yeah. I just think I just feel like every time he's on the field, like there's, I'm going into games, regardless who we play now. It's just like we're going to win this because we've got him on the field. Yes, and, and there's a chance, isn't there? You there's know, always and a chance of a goal. Like with Wales in the past, it's like you've always watched games and you think, oh, I hope we do well this time. But when you've got Bale and Ramsey and Alan, all those players playing together, you think, yeah, we're going to win this. A draw is is you know, mm-hmm. I I I'm I'm unhappy with a draw now when we draw against teams. We should be winning every game, you know. I know, it, and, uh, you know. I know it's really like I don't know. Blase, they say that, and you know, let's let's we you know we play like Germany or whatever, or Netherlands coming up in June. But like, I feel confident we'll win every game because we've got the we've got we've got Bale on the team, regardless of yeah. What there's obviously you turn up. There's obviously a high uh, the top the very top tier of European teams, and yeah, we're probably not going to be at that level because of the of the population of Wales. But we're, we're, when we're talking about like for like and maybe populations roughly the same size of us and maybe a little bit more, there's always that chance now of, of coming away with, with a win. It's just, yeah, he's getting a little bit older, isn't he? And yeah. how long have we got left of him? Difficult to say. For me, like um, when I think of the all-time 11, I'm not basing him on now, I'm basing him back at 2016 because that's the, the uh, sorry, that's the bail. Oh, of course, I of want course, to, yeah. That's the, one, that's the one I want to remember. Um, I, I think people can, you know, say that he's on a decline and stuff and he's past it but I don't care like I'm thinking about four years ago he was at his prime um did his best to lead Wales into the the uh, sorry into the tournament and then you know go beyond to the big semi-final so yeah for me Bale's up there is he the best player of all time for Wales for Wales in my book yeah the best I've ever seen the only one that comes close is Giggs um, I'm I'm thinking about his game for Man United as well because yeah. he played for so so many years. He was forty by the time he retired, and the way Giggs reinvented himself as a centre midfielder, it'd be very interesting if Bale can do something like that, because uh, Giggs won Player of the Year when was it two thousand and nine, mm. and he he won that from centre midfield. He didn't win when he didn't win Player of the Year from the left wing or playing as a striker. Like he used to do, he played. He won that from centre midfield. So it'll be interesting if if Bale can do something similar. Oh, I just I just hope Bale. You know, he can just retire now and then just play for Wales. Oh, just so play as re- a striker. Retire from <laughs> retire yes. from club football. Play some uh, play some golf, and then uh, every yes, four years come say, out for a tournament, and there you go. And save his ankles. <laughs> Do you know what? I've, I've just, can I, I'll give you an interesting story about John Tof, John Toshak, if I can. Yep. Ex-manager of Wales and Real Madrid and everything like that. Um, my my brother, he, he lives in Liverpool and he, he, he went and... He, he, he listened to John Toshak give a talk. It was one in a bookstore, I think, in Liverpool. And this is going back years now when, when, when Bale was playing for Spurs. Tottenham Hotspur and Toshak said at the time that he was really worried about Bale's knees and ankles because he was hitting the ball wrong it was, it was, it was an interesting observation to make because mm. he has had trouble with his with his with his ankles especially 
he was whacking the ball into the ground, and he uh, and John Sostek really didn't didn't like that. Let's um, wrap it up there with the, the, your team then. So, what's your team from? So, one top to, to bottom, number yep. one to eleven is Southall mm-hmm. in goal. And then the the back four uh, would be uh, Gunter Williams, Ashley Williams, and John Charles at centre at centre backs, and Ben Davis on uh, um, on the left. In midfield, it's going to be a three of uh, Gary Speed, Joe Allen, and Aaron Ramsey. And then playing up front, Giggs and Bale, with Rush just ahead of them, banging in the goals. And who's your manager? Haha. <laughs> um, can I go for two? One director of football and one manager. <laughs> yeah, go on. I'm having John Toshak as a director of football. Yeah, okay. With a good shout out for Oshan Williams as well. Um, and yeah, he's he's just left us, but there we go. And, and he's I, selling rugs in Morocco now. Yes, yes. And do you know what? Well done him. Yeah, he deserves it. And then, um, no, genuinely, genuinely, he does deserve it. It's a good job for him, and I'm glad that he's been given um, that he's been spotted by uh, another country, um, as it were. Somebody's seen the talent and the work Oshan Roberts did. But uh, anyway, um, John Toschek as a director of football type of thing, and then I'm going for Chris Coleman because do you know what? He got us to the Euros, and he turned. Um, I think he turned a few draws into wins as well. He definitely turned a few losses into draws. I feel that I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna comment on Chris Coleman. I'm not. I'm not his biggest fan, but oh, well, he did it. He was the man in charge, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> right. The next part, we're gonna look into um, the team that we think are gonna go to the Euros. So let's take a walk down memory lane. Fantastic summer, Euro 2016. Gosh, 
Will we ever see you like that again? Probably not. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> What's your memories of uh, four years ago? Uh, I was. Um, we were. I spent it all here in Shandrig. Uh, my wife had just um, had a baby. Um, I was son Shay, so he would have been a few months old. So going to France just wasn't an option four years ago, and. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't face going without without Gwen or my wife, or because um, I'd have, I wouldn't have, yeah, I wouldn't have enjoyed thinking about her not being able to go and, to, yeah, yeah. Because you're 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 obviously a massive fan, but your family as well. Like you, I'm surprised that the amount of home games you can get to from Canrig. So, <laughs> like, explain to listeners what what you go through because you're so dedicated to. To watch Wales well, at home. I'm a t- I'm I'm a, I'm a teacher, so that means I can't ca- I can't take any um, time off. Uh, I can't even leave work early. I have to leave work at half past three. That's the very very earliest I can I can I can leave work. Unfortunately, um, living in well working in Carnarvon, that's a hundred and eighty ish miles from Cardiff. So, uh, the Wales games always start at a quarter to eight in the Cardiff City Stadium. That's the stadium where Cardiff City play their, their home matches. So I do, I do go to the games. I leave Carnarvon at half three and I jump into the car and I take all manner of um, back roads um, over a few hills. And honestly, they make the roads in, in New Zealand and Northland look amazing, the roads I take. And I get there. I can. I park my car in Canton, um, the area around the the stadium, and I usually make it. I usually make it by the time the anthems are over. Um, but I make kickoff, and it takes me takes me about three hours and three quarters, maybe four hours, to get there. And I have to run to the pitch, and then, oh, so it's roughly three quarters uh, three three hours and three quarters to get there and then maybe four hours and a quarter plus to get back home by two o'clock in the morning so i can do the teaching <laughs> the following morning oh gosh i don't know how you do it Dabs. like i know uh in north wales the following is incredible for wales it is it really is it really really is um people go people really travel as well my my cousin is one of the of the ones that travel the most they go to all the away games i just can't do it because of my job but yeah they they end up in in uh, i he's pr- my my cousin carwin he's probably visited visited most european countries by now he's just been to watch wales so often and it really does take dedication and an understanding family, genuinely, to, to get to these places. And Wales are, they've got a, and the respectable following as well. Not, uh, not, not in numbers, I mean, because they've got a huge following in numbers. But the, the, when the fans go abroad, they're, they're very respectful of the culture they end up in. And the, yeah, they've been, they're renowned for their, for their, for their behaviour. Let's pick 
the team now who's going to go to the Euros. Uh, Coleman, back in 2016, picked three goalkeepers, seven defenders, seven midfielders and six forwards. So let's start off with the goalkeeper. So who's going there? Well, has to be Wayne Hennessy. I don't think we need to be discussing him in detail because he's the number one. He's on like 90 almost caps and he's definitely going to be playing every game if he's fit. So he's going. Yeah. Um, the only question is, who's the other two? I think Danny Ward will be going. Leicester City. Yep. Um <clears throat> The only trouble is he hasn't got that many caps and he's he's, he's, he's in his mid-twenties, but he's played in the Euros because he played in the first game against Slovakia, didn't he? So he'll be going. Yeah, I, that's right. I don't think there's any doubt and he'll be going. And in my opinion, who's going to be the lucky number three? Because they're going to be there for the ride, aren't they? In all honesty. Yeah, you know what? I'm putting my hand up because um, you know, I'm a goalkeeper. I've, I've saved a penalty. I've got 100% success record saving pens. I could be there for the morale. I could be the Owen Vaughan Williams. I can draw paintings and everything. I'll sing them songs. I don't play guitar, but um, I'll learn it. I was going to ask and, you uh, if you've yeah, got I'll, your guitar. I'll keep... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll do anything to get on the plane. <laughs> I'm, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing you might get competition from Adam Davis of Stoke. I th- I think he'll be going, probably. But then, I, yeah, the the only well, Tom King's been in, in in the squad lately as well of Newport. But I, th- it's Hennessy definitely. I think Ward definitely, and probably Adam Davis, having a nice time. Okay. Um. The defense. Okay. So who do you pick? Um. Gunter, he's yep. going. Um, although I don't think he'll be playing. I th- uh, uh, beginning games anyway. I think Connor Roberts will be will be this will be starting the games um, of Swansea City. Starting, yeah, I think. <laughs> Giggs likes him. Um, uh, yeah, he, he's 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 been playing all through the qualifiers, and I, th- I, I I've 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 got an inkling that he'll be he'll be starting Connor Roberts in right back. Um, Chris Gunter, he'll be there. Um, ben Davis on the left. We we know all about, all about yeah. Ben Davis. Great player, fifty whatever caps. He'll he's definitely on that plane. Um, so uh, yeah, for, for the for the for the right and and left backs there. Maybe maybe Neil Taylor. I don't know. Ooh, well, yeah, I thought you'd say that. But going back to Colin Roberts, I don't think he. I don't think he will start because he doesn't start for Swans anymore. Like. It, like Carl um, Norton's playing him out of the position right now, and like that's Carl Norton. He's not good either. So <laughs> it's yes. like I, I think I think this season kind of struggled for Swans because I think it's just the Cooper in general. Like Steve Cooper just killed them off. Like any decent footballer in the team have just been told not to play football. So um, that's the issue that Connor's got. But he'll be gone in the summer anyway. So yeah, I think he will make the team. But uh, I'll shout out for possibly Jazz Richards from Cardiff. Like he's played regularly and uh, Neil Harris so he's some, he gets some game time and he's actually um, you know he, he can play different positions as well uh, right back he back, could back. he could he yeah he could central so. mid as well it's just he hasn't I, he hasn't been really uh, near the team has he definitely not near the pitch and I, I can't I can't see him going unfortunately for him I don't think he'll be on that plane not just Richards 
He's not had a stint of games, has he, where he's been, oh yeah, Jazz Richards will be playing, or Jazz Richards will definitely be starting. He's never been there. Yeah. And I feel if if, if you've never been in that position by now in defence, I can't see them going. Yeah, like I think that yeah, you're right. In terms of defenders, it's usually for all teams really, you're not going to really change the defence if they're winning games. So... I don't think he'll take a punt on anybody, yeah. Okay, what about um, Nico Williams then, Liverpool? Oh, uh, from what I know about him, um, a very, very good player. He, I think he was man of the match in that game they played in the FA Cup a few weeks ago where they where they basically sent out the youth team. Um, but I think it's the same with, with Nico Williams. He's, I can't see Giggs taking a punt on a defender and... What what do you what do you honestly gain by 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 taking an unproven defender? Uh, I I I'm not sure. I can see him taking an an unproven striker or a winger, but your defense needs to be solid. I think and uh, not that Nico Williams is uh, you can't depend on him, but he hasn't been proven. So I just I think it's just a bit early for him. So you think we're just going to take three fullbacks then? Well, I can see Neil Taylor going because he's always been around the squad, hasn't he? Oh, he's he's fought his way back recently. Yes. I think he was involved. Yes. in the last. Yes, squad. yeah, he was out for a bit, but he's he's fine. He does find him. Uh, he has found his way back, and I can see Taylor going. You got then you've you've got you've got you've got two on each side then, haven't you? In, in case. In case of an injury or a or a or a suspension, and yeah, sticking a centre back at, at left or right back can be a bit dodgy. So, I can see them taking eight. To be honest, defenders. Really? Yeah, because I don't think he'll want to be caught up short in defence. I think um, I, I would agree with that if they pick Ampadu as a defender. Yeah, that. Do you know what? Yeah, yeah, you've got a point there because he can do that job easily, can't he? Because he's playing there at the minute. He, he played in the in the Champions League the other day, so he could be there. It's really... <laughs> of course he could do it. Um, so who's your centre-backs then? This, this is weird. Uh, I think it's yes, competitions here. It's yes. very high. I'd love to get James Chester in there, but f- fitness, I don't know. Um, Ashley Williams, I think he's going. Captain and yep. 86 caps and what have you. I think he's definitely, definitely going. Um, although he might not play, but he'll be around the squad. Um, then I've got Mepham, Rodon and Lockyer. Three players that Giggs has gone back to Lock- all the time. Lockyer? Yeah, I think he'll be going. Ooh. Let me check the league. We're the, we're <laughs> the league they're, not, they're, not, they're not higher than us, so they can't be any good. <laughs> Where are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he has gone for Lockyer yes, a lot, he's played he? him a lot. I think he's... He, he, he looked at Giggs now. I think Giggs uh, like the way uh, Lockyer, Lockyer plays because he's been getting games in, in in place of Ashley Williams, hasn't he? So I'd be I wouldn't be okay. surprised at um, all if he went. Do you think James Lawrence misses out? Yeah, I do. I don't think he'll be yeah. going. I've got no idea where St. Paulian is in the league though. Uh, like when he came on the scene, well, I think it was just because of the club he was with, Antelec. Everyone thought, oh god, he'd be good, and then. He had a stinker out in Croatia, and I don't think he's ever been picked since then. Yeah, no, I, uh, he probably won't go. I'm uh, just, yeah, my. 
this isn't this. It's not a list of who I necessarily think should go. It's a list of who I think gigs will take. And okay. I, th- yeah, I think he'll be taking Nokia. Uh, Joe Roden, you think he's getting picked? Uh, yeah, yeah, Joe Roden, he'll be going. Although he hasn't played a lot for Wales, I think, but I think he'll mm, go. Yeah, it's tricky with him. It's probably like, between Roden and and Lawrence. Possibly. Yeah, I've got um, another one here. Ben Cabango from Swansea. I think he's been class for us so far. Okay. This season. So, like, um, he started the season on loan with the New Saints, played in the European qualifiers, and then played about 15 games. I think he scored one goal. And then came to us when when Roden was out. And we had, like, literally one defender in the team. And so he came in. And, yeah, he's been really good. Another well-speaking boy. From Cardiff. from Cardiff, yeah, playing for Swansea, and then um, played for Swansea, and he did really well in the derby. If you watch their game, um, it was a very young mm. centre pair. It was him and Wilmot, I think. So they're both young guys. So yeah, I, he's one for the future. The last game we played um, against Fulham, we had uh, Roden and Cabanga play, and they're like the first Welsh centre pair we've had for Swansea. All oh, right, at the start of the game. Since like the '90s, so it's been a long time coming that we've you know we've got that. It's really good. It shows you how well the, the you know the Swansea Academy is doing. Um, but yeah, I think Ben Kabango is one for the future. He might not get picked, but he might be one of those players that are lucky. It does bode well as a picked, as a future you know? uh, like back four, doesn't it? When you when mm. you think about the, those names that possibly might be on the plane, possibly not be on the plane but yeah it, it does bode well there's 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 we've got good players that could oh we, could be in defense we're, in we're blessed we're, we're blessed for defenders now um you know they're all playing you know championship football at least you know we haven't got many that have hit the premier league yet i mean james hesley you knows on his way down isn't he? he's retiring soon but and the ash you know he's on the way yes, down as well so yes, like it'll be last, the future looks last, good. last last shot for for ashley williams i yeah. think yeah, and you know he's been a great servant for us. But I think the future is looking good for us in the defence. We possibly need to—I can't say invest because you can't buy any players—but <laughs> we need to we we need to figure out a solution for left back because Ben Davis, you know, I know he's you know he's still a young guy, but we need someone coming through under him. Um, I've always thought possibly Gareth Bale will drop to left back one day. Yeah, where, where he started, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But because he can defend, so yeah, yeah, it's just oh, I I've got an issue with any team that like Man United is is the is the is the yeah. case in point with any team that has to change left and right back, any team that fight that ah <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think with Bale playing in left back, they might have to make that change automatically, and then that only leaves you with two defenders, and yeah. Possibly, possibly too late in his career to come all the way back to left back now. <laughs> <laughs> he may have left that bit of him uh, of his career behind. <laughs> okay, so that's a defence there. So I've actually got Ampadu part of the defence. Yeah. But, okay. So um, which one of of mine haven't you got then? Which one I haven't yeah. got? Um, I haven't got um, Lockyer. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. I haven't got Lockyer. I've got Mepham, but bear in mind he. Yeah, it's good that he's getting game time in the Premier League, but he's not he's not played particularly well. And I know Bournemouth are struggling this year, so I don't know. They're better than they were, though. They are better than they were. Yes, they are. They're yeah, not they in that dire situation, ago. but 
yeah, the, the, no, well, no, it's not good for them, but it's not as bad as I thought it could have gone. <laughs> and a player in the midfield that's, you know, from Bournemouth that's, you know, pretty much saved this season so far is um, Harry Wilson, who's on loan. Yes. He's one of my first picks from the midfield. I've got him, I've got Rambo, I've got Allen, I've got Daniel James, and the rest are all maybes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea who'll make it. Well, I've, I've got well, I've got Ampu doing that list as well, but we'll scratch him for now because we both yeah. we we both know he's going if he's fit. Um, yeah, he's going. Yeah, definitely yeah. no questions there. I've got Alan as well um, and Rambo. Uh, yeah, I've got Wilson there. Oh, I've got mm-hmm. Brooks. Hope, hoping, hoping, hoping. Yeah. Dan James is Bye, definitely Brooks. there. Oh, hopefully he'll be there. James, Dan James is there as well. Um, I've got Morel. I've got I've got Morel. Hmm. Joe Morel has been playing well. I think Giggs likes him. Could go what, from Lincoln. Yeah, could go. He, he, Bloody hell! If uh, the only the only thing that will the oh, I think the player that will stop Morel going is Johnny Williams. Yeah. So like yeah. The, the Johnny Esther. Johnny Esther. I, I, he has to go. <laughs> They're both like in the middle bits of my list on the on the orange. I've got green, orange, and and red, and they're both right there in that orange bit. And I think one of those two will be going, and it's I can see it be being Johnny Williams. I actually saw Ryan Giggs um, giving a talk about a month ago, and he really was. Mm-hmm. Um, he really thought. He obviously thought a lot of of Johnny Esther um, when he talked about players that could change games or offer you something slightly different. He always mentioned Johnny Esther off the bench. So, yeah, I can see him going, definitely. Well, he's really tra- like transformed his career in the last year or two because we, we all know that Johnny has had a lot of injuries. You know, oh, look, look at the kid. It's he's, gone very, one, he's very yeah. small, isn't he? He's gone one injury to yeah, the other, isn't he? really has. Yeah, and like I, I'm not sure if you saw the documentary um, on Netflix, Sunderland Until I Die, but he was there. I didn't watch it, no. And... Oh, make sure you watch it because it, it, it features him a lot in there, and he's mostly in the <laughs> on the on the physio's bench. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know, uh, there was one part of the episode where you know he's trying to recover from this injury, and he's just like talking about um, you know the 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 strives he's had to do to try and get fit again. He's gone to like a sports psychologist and trying to you know fix his confidence up because he's always worried that. When he steps on the field, that might be his last game because the amount of injuries he's had. Yes, and um, like he's moved, to, he's moved to Charlton, and you know he's played a lot of games in the last two seasons, which is great. And he's really, you know, his career is back on the up now. And um, yeah, he's. I think I can't remember what game it was in the last qualifiers, but he came on the field. It might have been Croatia, I think it was, wasn't it, at home? And he came off from the bench and. Pretty much, he pretty much changed that game in our favor. Oh, he had a huge impact end, on that. Yeah, he had a huge impact on you it. You know, the impact player is ah, oh, it's just he's a good player, Johnny. And I think we don't have many players like him that can come off the bench and give it a go. Yeah, the only my only concern about him is I'm going back to that mm. game against uh, the Republic of Ireland in in the Cardiff City Stadium, uh, the final qualifier yeah. for the World Cup, and he. He was in that midfield where Joe Allen got clattered and he had to be taken off with concussion. And, uh, yeah, in that midfield, it was without uh, without Joe Allen and without Bale up front. He had Rambo with him, Aaron Ramsey. He didn't do that much, to be honest. So that's my only concern. But 
Oh, I don't think he. I don't think he starts though, does he? He's not a starter. He'll come off the bench. Yes. Oh, yes. I think. He, did he come on yeah. for for Joe Allen? I th- I, th- I thought he came on for Joe Allen. Might be wrong there though. <sighs> yeah, but the thing is, like, I think he's probably, he is an impact player, and he he's better to come on like at the end of the game, like seventy minutes, eighty minutes, because like you know midfielders are tired, defenders are tired, and he's got the pace to take players on. Yeah. So. Uh, I, th- I think that's his game plan. But with Joe, like Joe went off, what first half? Oh yes, it was uh, about midway through yeah, the first you know. half. But the way exactly, so like yeah, the way Giggs was just talking about it about him in 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 the in the talk I saw in Bangor. I I I, I really can see him on uh, going going to the Euros. And I know you should pick players based on their ability and stuff, playing ability. But he's also he seems like a good guy like, to have field, around, like, yes, definitely. And all that stuff. Like yes. he, he'd be good. Like I'm, I'm pretty, he's very close with like Hennessy, and there's like, there's sort of, I'm not, I don't want to use the word click, but there's a group there. It was him, Hennessy, and Ledley. They were you know very close pals. Yes. And they, you know you need people like that in the team, otherwise it's just boring. And it's know? it's and it again we have to remember it's probably going to be a, a quite a different squad to the one we had in in the Euros as well. And he'd be a good link, couldn't he? Because he was in one. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that, and I think Giggs needs to be careful and be more mindful about that because we we are looking to the future as well. You know, this is a stepping stone for the World Cup in two years' time. This is what you know. Yes, it's good that we're here. But you know the end goal should be a World Cup, and we need as much players now to get exposure to this now, so that we're ready in two years' time. Yes, yes, um, and getting used. And we can't we can't rely too much on the Euro twenty sixteen team. You know, no, that's there. pretty much gone, isn't it? Really, mm. it's almost gone. Yeah. yeah, in very few years. Um, well, no, I'm, uh, maybe the squad's gone. Sorry, maybe not the the team's still there, but I think the no. the squad around that team that's almost gone. So I've uh, I've got Will Vokes from Cardiff in the team. Oh, have you? Yeah, it's a he's a very I would say he's more of a Andy King type of option, mm. very 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 boring option, but he's reliable and he's played a lot more games for Cardiff recently with um, Neil Harris in charge. So he's back in form. Like Giggs capped him recently. Yes. So yes. I can't I can't see why not he'll get picked. And, and but the thing is, he's one of those players who's sort of like. That's that position's up for grabs, I th- and I think, yeah. We, who, who else do you think will go? I then? think before I, I can see Joe Morrell going before Will Vokes. Yeah, possibly. Yes. Yeah. Just the way he played in Azerbaijan, he was very. He, was, he played very well in that game, so I can see him going, mm. um, possibly before Vokes. So we've got what we've got here: one, two, three, four, five, six. We've got one more player to pick then. So for midfield. Yeah. Um. Well, it depends how many strikers do you take. Do you go with just one out and out in Moore, or do you take somebody with him? <laughs> we're, we're getting, we're, uh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm thinking about a certain player with three names. Oh God! Okay, Kiefer Moore. Let's let's hear it. Let's let's hear his link to Dan Reed. Oh yes, yes. Well, Kiefer, <laughs> Kiefer Moore will definitely be going to the Euros. He's a San Reed legend. <laughs> Sandrig legend. I'm not sure if he's never been there. I'm not sure if he's ever been here. But yeah. Um he's got a a link to the village where I live through his granddad. His granddad was from Sandrig. Um 
he possibly has been, he probably has been to the area and knows something about Shanrig. But the people of Shanrig really know about uh, uh, <laughs> about Kifamua. They've got a huge banner with um, something like Hokin Shanrig, the boy from Shanrig on it that, that they take around. And he's he's made such a difference to the to the squad. He's been scoring a couple of goals, but holding the ball up well and just given giving Wales a, a different outlet to what they had at the beginning of the of the of the qualifiers is a it just came from nowhere it felt no oh, like um god how tall is he 6 foot 3 4 oh he's very t- yeah i'm not sure he's he's very tall isn't he very tall but then when he when he came into the squad like um this is a very crucial point of the campaign i i honestly think if he didn't come in then that would be the end of this. We wouldn't have qualified because with him, Bale actually, not Bale, sorry, Giggs actually, you know, took a chance and we changed the style of football. Yes, and it wasn't hoofball either. Game. It really wasn't hoofball. No. No. More more direct. Yeah, it was like more a, direct. Sort of that, yeah, Ian Holloway, Ian Holloway's Blackpool direct. Oh, I'm not sure. It was, <laughs> he, 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 he took players on himself, didn't he? So. Yeah. Yeah. And the, when the ball was quite high up, it, it worked well. And when the ball was on the grass, it didn't work as well. But, yeah, I, th- can you see him playing against Van Dijk, though, honestly? Who? Kiefer Moore? Yeah. Oh, like, Van Dijk could be in Kiefer Moore's pocket, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now. Trust me, like, you know when Bala changed their name to Bale for the Euros? Are Henry going to change their name? What are they going to change their name to? Oh, Shan, I'm trying to think of a pun that goes with either Shan or Rig. <laughs> Kiefer Rig. There you go. Kiefer Rig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so he's, he's definitely. He's going, yeah. And it, yeah. It he's, he's started to score more goals than the Championship. He's, he's playing for Wigan. Yeah. You know, we, it's difficult. He's not getting any service for them, so. You know, with with Wales, he's getting service. Yes, that's a difference. Yes. Like, you know, so he will he will get on the plane, and I, th- I honestly think he could play at a higher level. And it just depends the players around you. Sometimes, you know, that's the difference between a striker scoring or not. It's just you, you can't do much. But the stuff he does off the the ball and the way from goals are really good. He holds the ball well, holds the play up good, and you know, he allows he gives the midfielders much time to catch up with him yeah they get a, the with off. that's the problem we've not had that's not the problem we've not we've not been able to do that with Wales over the years yeah, but, uh, we have a strike up front that's not held the ball properly and he brings the midfield a bit further up the pitch as well um, yeah the, the, the ball doesn't end uh, like the move doesn't end with him the move kind of keeps on going with him so the, by that time he's, he's passed up released or whatever the ball the, the, the midfield is back up with him so yeah he's, it's, he's, he's been a good outlet yeah I mean yeah yeah, that's exactly he's an outlet player yeah. he's a sort of it's a, it's a safe ball isn't it you know that you can just play that long ball if you need to and you'll get there and he challenges every ball and he seems to he seems to be in the right place at the right time like, I remember that game uh, it was the one one of the home games it didn't, he didn't score but he played such a good game um what was it? It was. I think he played the Croatia game, didn't he? In Cardiff. Yes, he played that. Um, he played Slovakia. Yeah, he played. In, he, play, he played. He scored he played against really Slovakia. Well. Um, mm. He scored against Azerbaijan, didn't he? And mm-hmm. then, yep. yeah, he didn't score. He, he scored two goals, but it was. 
it, yeah, it was just everything else that he did really. He just got players involved. I, I, do you know what? We were in the in the Cardiff City Stadium the last game against Hungary, and when uh, when Ramsey scored the first goal, everybody was chanting Kiefer Moore because we all thought that Kiefer Moore scored because it was a header. <laughs> it was yeah. I knew. I genuinely. I knew it was. It was Ramsey, but the people around me were going mad for for Kiefer Moore. Oh yeah. It was quite funny when when uh, Aaron Ramsey's name came on the tannoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. see, he's on the plane. Uh, Bell's on the plane. Definitely. Um, we yeah. won't talk about this. Pl- we'll save this player last. But yeah, we've got other I know. I know who you're getting to. Uh, t- yeah, Tom Lawrence. Do you think he's gonna get picked? Uh, mm, ooh, depends. If Brooks is fit, possibly not. If Brooks isn't mm-hmm. back, he'll probably yeah. I can. I he'll go. I okay, think. What about uh, Woodburn? No. 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 Um, it just hasn't worked out for him, has it? He. If you'd have no. asked me this question, if if you'd have asked me um, this question two years ago, and we knew for a fact that Wales were going to the Euros, oh, I'd have said definitely uh, Woodburn would be going, and he'd be playing an important part of that squad. Um, it's just. He hasn't. He hasn't had game time. He hasn't worked out. He he just needs to play, doesn't he? Yeah, it's a shame. He's still young, though, isn't he? Yeah. So he's got time yes. to. Not he won't have time now for this competition. But who knows for two years? And he time, tends but he to needs pop to up in friendlies more often than 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 qualifiers, doesn't he? So you're thinking about the game in Belarus and against um, Trinidad Tobago, and yeah, plays and gets yeah. Get into those squads and are not the, not the not the games that meant mean something. Okay, um, another winger we've got Rabi Matondo from Schalke. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think he'll struggle to, do, to to make the squad. I think. Do you know what I'm? I'm, I'm saying that to too many people now because I've I've only got fifteen certainties. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, so. Yeah, I actually I can see. I, I can see him going just because he's always in the squad, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I had him down as a maybe. I can see him going. Um, Another player that I didn't... Well, a few months ago, he would have made the team, but he hasn't really done much for Leeds lately. But <laughs> as I say this, he scored two goals today. So <laughs> Tyler Roberts. Tyler Roberts. Is he going to make the squad? No. I do, I ju- no. no, since Moore came in, I think Moore's kind of taken that... that, that Striker role and I, okay. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think, don't think Roberts will be going. All right, okay, a player that could, could steer up the pan. Yeah, when the squad's announced is a uh, Christian Dodge from High um, Hibs from Hibs Scotland. Oh yeah, and he, he's the one that's been scoring actual goals. He scored seventeen goals a season in Hibs. Yeah, for Hibs. Yeah, they're in the top mm. division, aren't they? Yeah, in, in the pub league, but... <laughs> <laughs> he's moved from one pub league to another, mate. So he started off with football in Barrytown, then Carmarthen. Then he um, had a little stint in um, in the non-league football in England with Forest Green. And then uh, Bolton... Yeah, he was with Bolton, and then he ended up with Hibernian. And he scored 17 goals a season. And how old is he? Oh, I've got no idea. Absolutely no like, idea. 27... Six foot one. Oh. Mm. 
has he pl- has he been in the squad at all? I'm asking this now because I'm not sure. No, no, he's he's not he's not been involved with any Welsh team before, not even under you know the youth grade teams. So this would be his first time. Now, considering we've got two friendlies in March, right? So, do you think Giggs should have a punt and pick him for one of those? If he's if friendlies. he scored seventeen yeah. goals in the season. At any level, I think he'd be silly yeah. not to have a look at at him because, mm. and and there's the game in the Netherlands as well, so he's got room to play with with the squad, doesn't he? And have to have a look at who's available and who's fit and and who's who's in form. And there's always a room as as an attacker or a winger or a or a midfielder for somebody to to stake a claim. So yeah, why not? I'd. I haven't seen him play, so I'd love to. I'd love to just see him uh, play with with, uh, with with the Welsh squad, just to see what happens. Yeah, and what about Sam Vokes? I think he's probably the one to take out of all of them. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. We've got so many midfielders that run. Do you know what? If you ask me this tomorrow, I probably will have changed my mind because Robert of Leeds. He, he does run a lot more and he, he covers the pitch a bit better. But we're up against... We're, up, we're going to be up against like very, very good defenders. And, yeah, he, he's, he, he scored for Wales before. He might, he might be able to do it again. Roberts hasn't scored, has he? Roberts for yeah, Wales, no. no. So, I'm, my instinct is to go with that... Who's 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 actually scored for Wales and Vokes and uh, Vok, Vokes and Moore, but they're, they are they too too similar? Uh, is one well, is I, 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 yeah the height the height difference. So Keith Moore is six foot five. Didn't realize that. Um, Vokes is six foot one. Mm. Christian Dodge is six foot one. Uh, Vokes has actually scored more goals than Keith Moore in this season across all competitions. Um, but Giggs has never really favoured him, has he? Nope. He's not been a no. Nope. He hasn't had a look in, has yeah, he? Yeah, he's not really had a chance, has nope. he? So, I mean, I just want to see one game. We've got what Austria, right? We should just play um, the, the two big boys up front, Kiefer Moore, Vokes, or Kiefer Moore with Dodge, like just to see how we go. I don't care how we play, man. I, wanna, I just want to win. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And don't care how we play. I don't care if we've. We just hoof the ball up front. If we've got them two boys up front, then who knows what yeah. can happen. But, um, yeah. <laughs> this is a list I've been um, building with my brother, Githin, who lives in Liverpool, and he, we like doing this type of thing. And I think we've, we've only got... We, between us, we've got 15 certainties that we think, if fits, they're definitely going. And yeah. there's only one striker on that list, and that's Moore. All right, let's talk about this, uh, this last option, <laughs> I, yes. option up front. Yes. We have to talk about this last option. Yes. Hal Robson Carnell. So, uh, a, good, a, a good player. Um, I'd really be... Ex- I, I'd, I'd, I'd be so, so excited to have him in the squad if if he hadn't retired. But he did. And he... he uh, if anybody... Anybody who's not... Uh, <laughs> who doesn't know about the situation. He, he chose to retire from international duty for, for, for many reasons. So, uh, and, and there were good reasons as well, to be fair with him. But he did retire. And my question always is, is it fair to bring him into the team instead of somebody 
who's who's been there a long time oh, all through the qualifiers yeah <laughs> it's not the best time is it no it's like no i wish i ju- i so wish she would have said i'm available like with two games to go in that time where we had to win do you, do you know what i mean in that before going yeah. to azerbaijan just saying okay look i'm available if you want me if you want goals i I'll, i i'm 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 available if you'd have done that i don't think we'd be having well a, a debate about it i th- i think he'd be going but he waited until the, they'd qualify, didn't he? And yeah, I I see it from two ways. Oh, right? me too. The, I definitely see it from two points. Obviously, obviously, right? Obviously, it doesn't look good. It looks like it just reminds me of like um your your girlfriend, your ex girlfriend dumps you. You win the lottery, and then she's back in the next like day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that, that's that's how I feel about that's it. That's really. a very twenty first century um uh, 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 yeah very modernist <laughs> comparison. Well, you mean? <laughs> or progressive, um, I should say. <laughs> the the uh, what you call the announcement when he came out again saying he's available. I don't know. I actually believe what he said. Yes. He, he did say a lot of good things. Where he said he was, it was an X amount of days away from his family. What over like what eighty to hundred? I think it was with international duties yes. throughout those. I think it wasn't a year. It might have been for like campaign. For the Euros, anyway. But he didn't. And, he, um, I, I think he could have waited a bit as well, maybe giving it a few, a couple of yeah. months before saying, "Okay, I'm available." Because <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, he probably hasn't got the best um, agent or advisor that with him. Yeah, you know, they could have just told yeah, him that, not that, to say that, anything. That could be an issue as well. Yeah. I honestly think it actually it probably didn't do. Uh, I don't know. I'm happy he did the announcement because it's something that I want to see happen. But another way, he probably could have just been quiet and then waited for gigs to just pick him at the end of the season. Yeah. And then we would have, you know, I think now it's put more pressure on him now to perform yes. well now for the rest of the season. Like he is our highest goal scorer in the championship now from a Welsh perspective. So he scored 10 goals. So, and he's playing for West Brom who are doing well in the league. They will get promoted. So he's got a lot of things going for him, hasn't he? Really has. Yeah, he has. He has. And like, he's still got his, you know, his, his age. He's what? He's like 30, isn't he? He's not that old, no, is he? No, he isn't. No. And uh, do you know what? You, you, you mentioned something that maybe a nicer way would have been just to let Giggs know, look, I'm available. I'm not going to make an announcement. Yeah. And maybe, because that, that would have left it in Giggs' hands in a way then. It's like, oh, yeah, it's yeah, Giggs' choice to bring him out of retirement. And I think that would have felt a bit better than him saying, okay, uh, I'm available. But I can, on the, yeah, I can honestly see it from, from both points of view. I honestly can. Um, he's, 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 mm. He is a good player and he's a, he's a better option than a lot of what we've got. So, yeah, yeah, the the non-sentimental thing would be to take him. Oh, wait, I'll, I'll pick it on sentiment. His goal alone against Belgium is enough for me. He can play forever if he wants to. <laughs> well, I think as well, I think the non-sentimental thing now to do is is to take him because it's more, <laughs> because, be, well, because it's more, you've got to be quite, you've got to be quite, I don't know, tough to take him now because you're going to be criticised either way aren't you yeah I, I think like people um, I've heard people compare it to the Robbie Savage Toshak there's nothing like that no it isn't like, no, no Robbie no, no, Savage no, spat the dummy not. out Toshak got rid of him right and then when Speedo took in charge remember that game we played England at the Millennium and the, we had a shortage of midfielders then Robbie Savage put his hand down and he, you know so Robbie Savage put his hand up saying yeah I'll play for 
for Wales again. And by that time, it was late. He, he passed it. So th- this is not a player that's passed it. Um, Howell has still got it. He's scored 10 goals a season, which in the Championship is a good return. And he doesn't really play as a striker anyway. He's more of a, a winger, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And he, he's... I reckon, honestly, if we played him and, and Kiefer Moore up front together, I think that'd be a dangerous partnership. Oh, please, man. You're, 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 you're changing my mind, almost. You really are. Honestly, yeah. think of it. Think of, think of like, for the beginning, beginning of this campaign, right? We struggled for an out ball. We didn't have a keeper more then, but we, now, we didn't have anyone like Hal doing the runs. Yes. Hal does yes. a lot of stuff off the ball, which drags defenders, you know, either side. And you know that leaves Gareth Bale free, for example. That's what that's what that's why we did so well in the Euros because he gave space for Rambo but to Bale to move around freely because he was the one taking defenders away. And he, you know he he can do that. He can hold the ball perfectly. Him and Kiefer Moore up front. I just want to see it now in the friendlies. Because they'd be dangerous. And I'm not sure you're going to put a bail. You just stick him on the right wing, you know? Do, he could do what he wants. Yes, um, and yeah, yeah. I, I, you, you know? You, you, you're you very convincing, Chris. Genuinely, you are. Um, <laughs> I think I'm I'm just too stubborn at the minute, I think. <laughs> oh, it's going to happen. I won't be surprised when kickoff in the Euros against Switzerland's first, I think. If I'll be surprised if Kiefer Moore and Hal are not starting together. That's the partnership. Well, starting as well. Wow. That, that's yeah, the partnership wow. that we should go for. Okay. Because like, we never know with Bale. Like he might not even like he. Hopefully he's a you know, God you know willing that he's there in the team. But you know you want to put more. Well, sorry, you want to put less pressure on our big players. You know, like Rambo and Bale. Like if you can give other players a chance to you know, to carry the load, then fit, you know why not do it? I think. Hal and Kiefer, the the option we should go for the, the, in the next two years. Not long, not a long term uh, fix, but a very short fix. The good thing is we've got three games now, and there's time to have mm. a little chop and change, and just to see, okay, what, and as well, you can be a little bit braver with friendlies as well, because it doesn't matter, does it, if we lose them? Because no. when you think about I, the... I, honestly, I, I I'm not going to like. Are you going to the friendlies? I can't go, no, because one of them is uh, the what the only one I could possibly go on a Friday night. It's going to be in Swansea, and I, that's just too far away to make it by eight o'clock, which is a reasonable time okay. to, to arrive there. Um, yeah, so no. Ah, oh, fair enough, fair enough. Because like, I just hope we don't pick a, a strong team. I just want us to pick a team full of like possibles. Yes, not probables. Oh, definitely. Definitely, look, that's what we should be picked. I don't care. I don't care. Like they don't mean anything to me. These friendlies. Well, like yes, we've got the world ranking to worry about. But well, look back to the know, games before just, the last mm. Euros. We didn't do very well in those. We had yeah. Simon Church scoring a, oh. a, 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 a an equaliser against the, the Northern Ireland. Um, yeah, at least, and yeah, I, sh- I should probably shouldn't be saying this. At least we're not in that situation where we we're going to be taking maybe a few players in. That we kind of know aren't good enough to be there, and <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, that, I'm not being too harsh yeah. now. Um, no, no, fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, people. There's not going to be many passengers coming, and that's a good way to look at it. I think you know, there's a few players from that last team. You think, you know, David Cottrell was one of them. Should he have been picked? I don't know. James Collins was another one. Like that was very sentimental. Because what that was his fiftieth cap, wasn't it, against Portugal in the semi-final? Like, come on, was it really? Like James Collins, <laughs> yeah, it was. And you know who jumped over him for that goal? Ronaldo. Yes. There you go. 
I remember James Collins <laughs> playing as a striker against Russia in the in the playoffs back in when was it twenty twenty or three twenty or four? Yeah, yeah. He's getting he was getting in the when, way when, of people, poor guy. <laughs> quick, we should quickly mention this: the so two players that you know they could still get uh, you know a call up for the Wales team. First one, Dave Edwards. I'm sure he's yes, still playing. Yes. Still playing. I good servant. I saw him playing for for Wolves. Scored a winning goal. It's up on my YouTube actually. Scored a winning goal for 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 Wolves against Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the other player, Joe Ledley. Joe Ledley, yes. No, he won't be. I can't see him going. No. Nah, neither. Ship sailed. <laughs> Where is he now? He should. Mm. Newcastle Jets. Newcastle Jets. Yeah. Yeah, yes. big big team. Big team. Oh, that's a that's a good gig for somebody who's had a nice career like like Joe Ledley, isn't it? Really, I'm pretty sure Emil Heskey finished there as well. Yeah, he did go there. There's been a there's been a yeah there's been a quite a, a few players lately going for for, a, for like a last last jolly in in um in in uh, in the Australian league, hasn't there? Yeah, we had him. So Heskey's a big one. We had uh, Robbie Fowler. We yes. had Andy Keogh. Uh, we had uh, Willie Gallas was here as well once with Perth. Was he really? Yeah, yeah. he was. <laughs> We've had them all, mate. Um, David Villa played on loan, I think, in Melbourne. Who was that? The Phoenix. This is somebody quite famous. Oh, um, oh famous Stephen Taylor. <laughs> Stephen Taylor, at Newcastle. I I knew he used to play for Newcastle. Forgot. Yeah. Oh gosh. Got a waste of time. <laughs> Got too much hand, time on my hands, yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, I, I just realised, mate, the, the time is very late for you there. It's actually St. David's Day <laughs> now, so do you go down happy? It is. It's officially St. David's now. It's ten past one. Um, yeah. b- before we wrap up, um, what does St. David's Day mean to you? Um, I'm going to go a little bit controversial here. Probably not as much as it does... For somebody like yourself, who's who lives away from Wales, um, uh, possibly, um, I'll give you an example. Today, I've spent all day in a nationally Steadvod qualifying round um, in a way, um, where everything was done through uh, through Welsh. Um, the singing, uh, they were they were competing in reciting competitions and a little bit of uh, writing. Um, so uh, I live as well in Shandrig. Shandrig is, according to the last census, it was roughly, it was, I think, something like 95% uh, first language Welsh. Um, as well, I work in Carnarvon, which is, uh, we, we call it the heartland of the Welsh language. I can honestly go a whole day, and this isn't exaggerating now, without speaking English at all. I can probably go a whole week at times without speaking English, and I'm genuinely not exaggerating here. Um, that that doesn't mean to say I, we get our TV and radio and everything like that through English, um, uh, apart from S4C and Radio Cymru. Um, but I'm, I, I, I suppose when you're in the middle of it and you're living, um, being Welsh and doing things uh, to do with Wales and in Welsh, although it's something very, very positive to, to, to celebrate and I think it's it's nice that we share a culture, especially with people that come here to live, um, either from England, across the border, or, or from further afield, and to give them a taste of, of our history and our language, our our culture, 
um, the things that make us a little bit different to the people around us, although we're not that different. Um, but in a way, does it mean an awful lot? Honestly, not that much. Um, uh, no. But I, I hope that doesn't sound as though we don't enjoy it. It's just that it's not that different to, to, to a normal day. I think the problem is, though, is that um, it's not regarded as a, sorry, not recognised as a national holiday in the UK. So that I think if they that, were that to change it. definitely true. Everyone would get on the piss and then, uh, yeah, be good. That's definitely true. Um, what What is, uh, do you know what, you'll have to remind me, what is it in Ireland? Is it a, is St. Patrick's Day a bank holiday or is it the day after? I can only tell you from here, they, they regard it here as a national holiday because everyone's off work that day. And right. no one's yes. Irish here, so. <laughs> I'm. I. I tell you what, Dabs. I'm. I'm bloody Irish when it comes to St Patrick's Day. <laughs> tell you that. I. I think it would be a positive move to get to 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 get one, but I can see us getting an extra bank holiday full stop unless oh. one of the royal family decides to get married or something. But that's another story. Well, we get one if the Queen dies, don't we? Well, yeah, we'll we'll probably get two. Of, we'll yeah, we'll probably get two. I think honestly, I think we'll get. I, I read something the other day that we get like a week of mourning. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything at this point because <laughs> I'll I'll only get myself into into bother. Well, I, I can't. I don't care. Um, I'm not a massive fan of Monarchy, <laughs> but if she were to die, I will mourn her death because we get a week off work. So there you go. Come on, Lizzie, hurry up. <laughs> She's she's very old, isn't she? <laughs> oh, good. Well, Dabs, it's been a pleasure to have you on. We finally got. And you, you too, Reese. It finally happened. Too. We did this. Yeah. Are we, are we allowed to mention the first take? Uh, if you want to. <laughs> I, did, I don't want to yeah. embarrass you, but um, if you want to do it, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. We we had a trial run, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Two hours worth. <laughs> Oh, I, I, well, it was a little bit less, but yeah. And I genuinely didn't understand that I was meant to be p- pressing record at my end as well. <laughs> so we had a lovely discussion in English. The longest time we'd ever spent talking English to each yeah, other. Yeah. And then we've got to do it again. Oh, well, you know what, mate? I'm I'm happy that you came back. And um, yeah, I know you did a Jasper and forgot to record, but <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming back anyway, because he didn't come back. I'm still waiting for, for the fact that he come back. But anyway... Um, <laughs> It's a pleasure to have you on, mate, and uh, thanks for being a massive supporter of the, of the Extra Trials, and not just the podcast, but Thank the football team much. as well. I yes. know you climbed uh, the Oiva, Snowdonia. Um, yes, climbed Snowden. Oh, in, um, well, I didn't wear... My brother My brother made me, in the end, not to wear the kits, because it was... it was Genuinely, it was minus 11, felt like <laughs> minus 11, due to the wind chill at the top, and just taking off my glove oh. was... Was was agonisingly painful, so we we stuck the kit in the bag instead. So it's yeah, but genuinely, I've really enjoyed having a chat. It's been a it's been an honour getting a getting a slot on on the oh, extra trials. Mate, you'll be back soon, don't you worry. We'll have you on again before the Euros start, and uh, we'll see if we've got the the right team or not. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll be too far along. I don't think I don't think. Quickly though, we'll give you a um, little prediction then for the Euros. Where do you think uh, Wales will finish? Um, I think honestly, it's going to be difficult getting out the group this time. Mm-hmm. I um, I think Italy. Let they're a very very good side. They've got very good players. Um, on paper, they should be beating us. 
I think Turkey are really on the way up. They've got good players there as well. Um, Switzerland, they're always solid. Um, but do you know what? Let's just enjoy being there, and whatever yeah. happens, happens. Yep. Um, and yeah, everybody will behave. We know that. Everybody who goes ab- abroad, they'll be they'll they'll enjoy themselves, and it's it's nice being talked about in the same like sentences and same articles and on the same programs as all these wonderful wonderful teams we've got in Europe. Um, it's going to be nice. It's going to be it's it's going to be fun. All right, Dav's been a pleasure, mate. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Looking forward to seeing you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Exeter Trials Football Podcast. In the spirit of St. David, do the little things in life. And what you should do next is go out and check out our social medias. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram and TikTok at the Exit Trials. Um, if you've also got any questions or like to get on the pod one day, send us a DM through Insta or you can email us uh, through the Exit Trials or lowercase the Exit Trials at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. Hope you have a great day. Diko Dari Hapis. Gaki Dano.